0: Hey, everybody. This is Tatiana Moroz, and I'm coming to you from Art on the Block Game, the place for creatives to come and hang in the crypto space. I didn't
1: want-
2: All right, that was Tatiana Moroz, our guest today.
3: A legend. A legend. legend. The
2: Bitcoin jingle. Very uh, good song. We're going to get her to break down those lyrics later, hopefully. Um, this is episode 12 of Art on the Blockchain. I'm your host.
0: BJJ Skrilla.
2: With Cynthia. <laughs> and we are talking to you live from Alexandria, Virginia today. In the Studio Depth Charge Recording Facility, which we uh, record at every day that we do this podcast.
4: What's up, everyone? This is Cryptography, and you're listening to Art on the Blockchain. Block, block,
1: block. This is Jimmy Song. You're listening to Art on the
2: Blockchain.
4: This, 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 this is Steve Goodman. You are now listening to art on the blockchain
1: podcast crypto creative style with your two hosts cynthia gayton and jay scrilla get mean with it it yeah it's been an
2: interesting week in the, in the blockchain.
3: it's been an interesting week in the crypto world generally
2: very bearish sentiment going on now
3: yeah but hopefully people are still enthusiastic about what blockchain can do if they're disappointed in the currency
2: I think they are. Um, I think it's good for a little correction, a big correction. Probably going through a market cycle, um, but that usually leads, you know, lets people innovate that are working in the space and not all speculating and worried about the price. So, I think it's pretty good.
3: Yeah, I think it's 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 better because then you uh, you're getting out, get getting rid of the people who are not doing this for.
2: Yeah, uh, good reasons. The bro brovestors are getting wrecked right now. <laughs> crying mad tears.
5: <laughs> it's been
2: interesting. I mean, in the Telegram rooms where most of the crypto talk goes down, um, if you all haven't downloaded Telegram, probably should if you're in the space, um, the conversations have been way more about the, 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 the you know product of blockchain and what people can do, and it's been a lot more talk on that than the uh speculation which is good
3: yeah that's a that's a change Since just december right I yeah mean, it's been uh so that shows some progress because even the folks who know the most about it are just going with the flow
2: yeah yeah so it's cool um um i'm pretty uh i still have a bullish sentiment long term and all this so oh uh, 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 yeah i you know I'm interested in using the uh, blockchain. I think you are too, as, yeah. as if it can work for uh, artists and musicians. Uh, we know it can, we just got to know on what degree and what level, and we're still uh, exploring all that.
3: Yeah, it's a tool. People need to just yeah. remember that.
2: <laughs> and if you are an artist, crypto, creative, musician, whatever, um, we are going to be in Atlanta.
3: Yep, we're going to be on the road.
2: April 8th is our first uh, intro to crypto art and crypto music talk. So there's an Eventbrite link at the bottom of this podcast. Shout out to uh, Sheer Love and Mimi for uh, putting this together for us.
5: Big up Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, and then April 21st, we'll be at GW.
3: Right. We're just going to have our own little discussion and talking points, our own presentation. So, you know, if you're in town in DC area and you're interested, that this will be... Yeah, first for the music. As far as I'm, as far as I know, the first time there'll be a, a conference in a way, just dealing with art and music, and blockchain. So pretty excited.
2: Yeah, and then um, we'll be in New York probably for Creative Tech Week. I think uh, we might be doing a little panel there, so we'll see what's up with that. Yep, that should be May eighth in Tribeca. So we'll have more details on all that. Um, you know, the podcasts have been. Getting a lot of listens lately, so we're grateful for that.
3: Oh yeah, it's been really day on day. We've been showing a lot of progress, so really, really pleased
2: with it. Yeah. What do you think of the podcast so far? Well,
3: Hmm. I I crack up every time I listen to it because I would never know what you're going to do. (laughs) What the the (laughs) fuck (laughs) did they say? We were like, oh, that was hilarious. I said, I don't I don't remember saying anything that funny. (laughs) That
2: is becoming stand up comic.
3: I I never knew I had that skill. (laughs) Yeah. New revenue source.
2: Yeah, we're, we're trying to treat our podcast for more entertainment and, and knowledge and uh, you know it's kinda like a mixtape It's kinda how we had it together. Yeah. You know, we're trying to bring some fun. Tip 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 to, to it. Oh yeah. Again this is just a you know a little hobby we do. Yeah. We uh, we're not making any money off this, we're just having fun with it. Yeah. yeah. So um let's get into the news, huh? Top yeah. five news.
3: Yeah, our top five, and it's and I'm having to to search more and more for things worthy of our podcast. On the blockchain, blockchain news. 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 news, We're going to start out with just a, a couple of articles that are contrasts or show the difference of opinion with regard to what blockchain is doing for artists. The first one is an article that came out on March seventh, and the article title is "The blockchain is just another way to make art, make art all about money" <coughs> by Oliver Roeder on 538 website m- m- mentions B. Ramos and Jason Bailey where the author suggests that crypto arts allure includes money and power one of the quotes is uh, but I dove deeper into the promise of crypto art and it seems to me more likely to d- democratize and decentralize not art itself but art commerce one quote second one I wanted to mention was crypto art seems to embrace Warhol's philosophy Sure, rare pepes and crypto kitties can't fetch anywhere near the astronomical prices that traditional art can sometimes command. Yet. Yeah. But in crypto <laughs> art, commerce is wrapped like a kudzo vine around the industry's newly formed artistic infrastructure. Nobody likes kudzo.
2: I don't know what that means.
3: It's just an invasive vine that that basically uh. strangles um, trees that people like. Uh. <laughs> that people tend to like. Whoa. So that's, and we got to have a link to that. And then on March 12th, um, there's an article called The State of Crypto Creativity in 2018 by Crypt- Creative Crypto. It's a new online magazine. The quote is, the, the, the big implications of this new hierarchy of information, security, stability, speed, transparency, but the most impactful repercussion of the blockchain ecosystem is a, it's, its ability to monetize our creative content, all of it. Imagine getting a micropayment for every Instagram shot, every witty tweet, every Medium article, every Pinterest sketch, and every blasted Facebook post you send into the depths of Silicon Valley servers. Think of every aspect of your practice earning you equity in a valued blockchain. This new normal of open-source information could kickstart an entirely new economic foundation for creative work. And mention some familiar names in this article. uh, Steam at Creative Chain, Poet, uh, two Businesses that I didn't know about before, Republica and uh, for writers and library for video hosting. So those are two very different positions with um, with the with blockchain and art. So what are your thoughts about this this division that seems to be developing?
2: Uh, I mean, it's just people giving thoughts. Um, you know, I don't think uh, this art on the blockchain is all about you know making money. I think it's just a way to um, do something different with the new technology, um, it is a way to earn a different form of income, so I think that's kind of what our platform has been about, it's like diversifying how you make money, but you know, the art and the blockchain and all that stuff, is all it's all new, I mean nobody knows where it's going, but uh, I'm pretty happy with the way that it's going right now, I mean I think there should be conflicting opinions, and people that are holding back opinions that it's all roses and you know flowers and stuff i mean we, we don't need that in the space and then uh... the people that are uh, coming at it you know like Ali did he had the two articles the first article was the rare pepe kind of stuff where he was talking about it and he seemed a little bit more uh... 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 uh, uh into that and you know, it wasn't as detrimental the second article where he kind of like tore it apart which was the one you're talking about i think and uh... You know um, what? Jonathan Mann did a counterpiece also to um, Ali's article, and uh, he has some good points. I mean, we we are artists, and we're looking for ways to Hi. that has kind of left us in the digital world, like streaming music. You don't make any money. Like Rock Marciano just put out a record, an album, and he took it off. You know, he I don't even think he had it on streaming. I, I was noticing that West Gun and some people. Um, they're not on iTunes right now. The one, the songs at least I have in my catalog. Um, a lot of people are doing that. Katy Perry pulled herself off Spotify. There's a reason for that because you don't make any money. There's no, there's no, <laughs> there's no money being made. It's like the music is getting made. I mean, even like right now, we, we pay twenty five dollars an hour for the studio. You know what I mean? At, at a discounted rate, thank you very much.
1: So why is it got to be so damn <laughs>
2: <laughs> You know, it's just we're, we're, the artists and the people we're all pain to give you all this stuff and it do it because it's fun and stuff but it's also oh, yeah. something that we would like to you know if if you think we're good you should probably support it like yeah, you know and that goes along for all the creatives out there
3: right it takes effort and it takes some skill and nobody's coming into this at least in this this podcast without a background you know we we come from whatever we're talking about is something that we know and that's you know I think has value. I know I appreciate that when I listen to other people who yeah. come at these things with, with a background and some some history.
2: So, some guy just put out a piece or a, a big thing today that people have been talking about, like a, um, art of his uh, chart stuff. And it's got like the fancy art. And he made it out of a Bitcoin chart and kind of the bearish sentiment and all that. And I hit him up today to buy a piece because I liked it. I could you know, not do that. I could be like, oh, that's a cool piece. But I actually like it. So I'm gonna buy it and I'm gonna support him and hopefully that means he's gonna make more. Like you su- otherwise if you don't support the artists that you think are good, then you're gonna get shitty artists giving you stuff. Like Oh my god. That's where I'm at. That's why every, you know, there's a lot of saturation and a lot of stuff, but it doesn't have to be. Um, you know, the artists that are making an income stream will continue to give you artists if you support them. So that's kinda where I'm at with it. Nobody's buying albums. I mean, from the music side especially, nobody's buying records. I mean, people are buying vinyl here and there, but you know, even that is like, you know, even a major artist isn't putting out that many pieces of vinyl. Like, they're not eating off that.
3: No, it's more of a novelty. But I think this, what I'm hoping comes out of this is that it's not so much to, to criticize another business model, because if you don't like the, this business model of blockchain, then come up with something else. I mean, that's that I think is the most important thing about this is it's making people think, or at least making artists think about different ways because the old way is not working.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's a different way. So maybe there is another way, but right now this is the way um that not the way, but it's a way. So uh you know, if you can uh make it.
3: Yeah. It captures the imagination. People seem to That's the other thing too is when people really get enthusiastic about it, you can tell sparks are flying. Their imagination is is running and uh you don't see that very often, especially when you say, okay, yeah, this is the same old contract for the same old thing, and we've seen this a million times. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to get excited about that when you know that, okay, you're still not going to make any money. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't yeah, matter and if it's it ta- on, it takes on s- purple paper. <laughs> it takes
2: effort to learn this stuff that we're talking about, too. So, I mean, you know, if somebody is making good art or good music and using this technology and you're involved in the crypto space at the very least. I mean, pay attention and you know maybe support it if you like it, or at least tip a <laughs> tip a motherfucker. God damn.
3: <laughs> That's the thing. And the third uh, reminder, Creative Tech Week. Jeff was just talking about that. New York May 3rd to the twelfth, twenty eighteen, crowdfunded event with installation locations across New York City. Artists are given an opportunity to install and promote their work, so just a reminder about that. Something that I just found is called the Cloud Gallery. Only accepts Bitcoin cash, which (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why, but that's what it says. They
2: were like, no Bitcoin, quote-unquote, core.
3: (laughs) (laughs)
5: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't
3: accept that. So he has a 3D virtual art exhibit space, so I have a link to that. Um, As we mentioned, April 21st at GW, we're going to do an intro to Crypto Art, Crypto Music Part 2. So we're gonna put out some announcements about you know people who are interested in doing a presentation. We have you know ten to five, and uh, so you know reach out if you wanna to, wanna to talk or if you're gonna be in town.
2: Ten to five is ten a.m. to five p.m. Right. Yeah, yeah. We uh, yeah, we probably need some other speakers to join us, huh?
3: Well, hopefully, you know, there's like there's only so much spinning of plates I can do. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm gonna juggle. You're gonna spin plates. And we're going to put that DJ. shit on the blockchain, <laughs> you know? It's,
3: it's not the way to do it. Do it, do it, do it. That's my top five. <laughs> all
2: right. Good, good. All right. Well, um, we have... Uh, all right. So I didn't get all the way through with our intro. Um, actually, we have two guests today. We have one coming in studio later named Thomas Blondette, DJ Tom D, he's a house DJ. And we're actually going to talk to him. As a newcomer into this space and what he thinks, what his questions are, hopefully it'll be questions maybe some of y'all that are new to this will enjoy because I'm sure, you know, it's good to hear from that side of things. He has a label, he's a very experienced, uh, worldwide, world-renowned DJ, and uh, he's one of my favorite uh, house DJs, I've been uh, rocking with him since forever, um, so he'll be here, um, and then we have, of course, a legendary tatiana morose and uh we'll have her in the studio her on the phone and she's calling from new jersey and let's get into that hello tatiana how you doing scrilla hey how's
0: it going
2: it's going good everybody welcome uh, tatiana she's calling up from new jersey on the phone um she's a legendary uh legend in the space period of bitcoin um i think the uh le- uh libertarian movement um she's put out some records a lot of bitcoin inspired songs in her last album in 2017 she had uh the bitcoin jingle right
1: yeah boy.
2: Yeah, the bitcoin jingle and uh the silk road song and song about youtubing that she talks about bitcoin as well it's, she just she's doing the conference round she's Very active in the scene. She has a, um, uh, I think she has a company as well that uh, helps uh, other tokens and stuff come up, right, Tatiana? Tatiana. 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 Yeah, that's
0: right. We do a lot of different things, um, but hard to keep track of them all.
2: Yeah. So you're you're very active in the scene. In other words, Um, so let's get uh, started from like where where are you from? Are you from Jersey?
0: Uh, Yeah, I grew up in New Jersey, my father is from Brooklyn, my mom is from Warsaw, so I got a lot of um, fiery personalities brewing early on. Um, My family was thankfully not particularly um, religious or pro-government in any way, so even though I respect people and their religion, I'm glad I wasn't sort of bred in anything like that, because it kept me, you know, nimble. Uh, I was always really interested in in how the world was organized, and I remember when I was little, I was listening to a lot of 60s and 70s singer-songwriter music, thanks to my mom, and I remember thinking that you could use music to convey an idea and to really change society. Uh, I I then went on to read a lot of dystopian novels, you know, 1984, Brave New World, Fahrenheit uh, 451. Oh. Uh, all these different kinds of books That were making me worried about What would happen in the future And, and again, wondering What was the best way to organize humanity um, And then In 2000 Oh, wait Well, then I went to Berklee College of Music uh, in, in Boston, Boston mm-hmm. and My brother went there neat.
5: What year did oh, you go? really? Yeah
0: well. Yeah, it's a good school, I guess It's just I don't know I get very annoyed that College Music college of all things Is, is so expensive Because now it's $300,000 for four years. Whoa. whoa. For music school, <laughs> musicians I mean, ain't
2: making like that kind of money.
0: They're <laughs> if they're making $10 an hour getting out of school for music. Yeah. And that's like a real, not a very lucrative career option um, for most people. So I feel like it's a little bit predatory mm-hmm. to charge that much. Um, but I don't know. I'm sure they wouldn't really appreciate me saying that. But it's you anyway.
3: some good people though because that's one thing that uh, you always run across the Berkeley people. At least he does. He seems to run into them in New York on occasion. So
0: Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a bragging right, you know. It's almost a little bit like the Harvard or something for music, mm-hmm. but I mean, other than that, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I think if you if you take advantage of the education, it's there, but I think it's very easy to sort of skate by. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you know, music isn't isn't a very lucrative uh, career. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I wasn't really focused very much when I was there, too. I think that's actually a fair criticism of myself. <laughs>
2: were you partying a lot? or? I
0: guess you can. Yeah, you know what? My parents were kind of crazy and it was, <laughs> you know, the first time that I was out of the house um, really truly away from them. I mean, yeah. I traveled quite uh, a lot, you know, going to Poland every summer and stuff, so it wasn't like I lived in the sheltered house and I'd never been out of the home, but kind of getting out of that uh, toxic environment was um, was a little bit different for me, a little bit jarring, and I think I spent some of my college years really just trying to, I don't know, adjust.
5: Mm-hmm. Um, Makes sense. So
0: yeah. Uh, but then after after Berkeley, I went back to New York and I started managing a lot of different recording studios while I was doing my music career.
2: Yeah. So you you uh, you were a, a studio manager at Chung King, Premier, and Quad um, Studios. Which is cool. I I, may, I might have ran into you at Quad. I used to be up there quite a bit. And, uh, oh, neat.
0: Yeah, I mean, I had a great time at all those uh, studios, but it was also really hard watching another uh, person owning it because I didn't think that some of the ideas. I, I don't know. I just I wasn't too impressed with the treatment of the staff by the owners of the studio. Right. Um. I thought that. Well, I know that they were underpaid. I mean, there was this one studio where a manager shift would get fifteen dollars for a twelve-hour shift. Not fifteen dollars an hour. Fifteen dollars.
2: Wow. I remember my engineer friend Elite used to work there, and he's he was one time he was there for three straight months and didn't walk outside. oh Oh my god!
0: Yeah, I mean it's a really really hard job, but what makes it harder is just the way that the staff is treated and. I just felt like there were other things that you could do with the studio model that would allow it to still be profitable, mm-hmm. um, but there was a little bit of a lack of experimentation, and overall, I mean, I think the music industry sucks. <laughs> uh, <Yeah.
5: laughs> I'm totally
0: psyched that I'm not involved in it, really. I mean, I'm involved in it with with the things that I'm, I'm working on now, but, you, you know, when I was hustling in New York, playing every show I could, you know, oh, you want me to play for free? Sure, I'll come in on my dime and waste my time so I can play for four people. <laughs> you know, I did all the things and it was just really, really disheartening. Um, it's not the way to do it. And now I feel like there's been some of that pressure lifted off of me, you know?
5: Mm-hmm. I've
0: gotten a chance to tour around and to sing in different places and that's all fine and dandy, but I'm more concerned about kind of taking away that, that power that the music industry has over the creative spirit, you know, it can make you feel like you're a worthless person, it can make you feel like a loser, it can make you feel like you're not good enough, and maybe you're not good enough. But something about that creative environment um, is really sad and depressing to me. And I think that a lot of the cartel-like nature of the music industry itself in terms of what gets on the radio oh, yeah. is also... Uh, very upsetting to me because I think that mankind is missing out. I mean, it's great to have some party music. You know, you're not going to listen to, like, a deep, meaningful song in the middle of the club. Right. But there has to be some sort of a balance and when you try, you know, when you try and take a more controversial position, like, I've I've taken in some of the other crypto-type acts, you know, they have a little bit more of a rebel mm-hmm. spirit inside of them. You know, you can't really put that out in the mainstream music because you wouldn't necessarily get that music released. No one's going to put that out. You know, 20 years, we're at war, and what, we don't have any anti-war songs? That's it? No, all the artists, now they all love war? I mean, it's, it's re- retarded. So, um...
2: If, you ain't ra- if you know, you're not rapping or singing about your drink and your two-step, <laughs> you're not getting on the radio.
0: <laughs> you're not.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: No, I feel, what, I, what, I feel you on a lot of that stuff.
3: So. so, for the folk music that you listen to, who is inspired you?
0: Um, well, you know, I mean, I play folk music, um, and kind of like rock or blues, but I like a lot of music from a lot of different um genres. Mm-hmm. So, growing up, folk wise, it was definitely Cat Stevens, Simon and Garfunkel, Carly Simon. Uh, Then some Bob Dylan, not because his voice is so great, but because the lyrics (laughs) and the songs are so beautiful. Um, And then when I went to college, I got into older music. So I did a lot of jazz music. I loved Billie Holiday and Ella Fitzgerald and Nina Simone. And I listened to a lot of Stevie Wonder. Uh, And, you know, just music with feeling is, is really where where I get my inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um it sucks now cuz I feel like I want to listen to new music but I don't even know where to look. Mm. I know that the music is everywhere but when I I, I can't listen this like I I don't think I've ever listened to Spotify for longer than 10 minutes.
3: Yeah, there was an article about how Spotify is basically just wallpaper, you know, in a way. You put the cuz all you're doing is Putting yourself in a silo of listening to music that you already know and you already like, and then they mm-hmm. play their their AI is basically saying, "Oh, you like this," and so they'll play things that are similar. So you're never actually disrupted.
2: They're asking their fans now to, uh, or their users to um, create genres for them too, because they're clueless. So like yeah. they're asking, <laughs> I don't know, it's such a weird.
3: But they're they're, I don't know what's what's going on
2: with that, but I if, don't know anybody that listens to Spotify to be honest with you.
3: I know people in offices; they'll put it on because then they know. Well, if you start playing, you know, pavement, you'll still you'll listen to anything related. (laughs) You bring
2: you bring up pavement. That's what's up.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, I mean, I remember when when I was a youngster. Still a youngster, but not that young. I was like a kid, and I remember writing to Z100 and sending them faxes. I'm dating myself here. And writing them, there are plenty of good songs out there that you can choose from. And I literally listed 20 or 30 songs. And I would send them, you know, my little angry messages. And it sort of is almost like a little microcosm of, you know, the radio business is like so worn out. But now, we don't even have the radio. The radio is even worse than it was back then. At yeah. least I don't know. I like the idea of curated music, mm-hmm. but I don't want it curated by an AI or, or anything like
3: that. I'm a big KEXP Seattle fan because I always hear new music out of there and because uh, internet radio. They also have live on the University of Washington campus, and um, so I I make it a point to try to find it. And it's difficult; it's more and more difficult to find um, music that surprises you.
2: I find the like good curators people. I like to go to their playlists and find new music. There's people out there that dig, and then I dig too. So mostly I dig for old songs, but there are. I think curation is a big thing now because there are. It's so saturated, and uh, you know if you can find somebody that fits your taste a little bit, it helps out a lot. But um, what what um what instruments did you uh, learn to play growing up?
0: Um, you know, when I grew up, all I wanted to do was sing. We took piano lessons, but I would record myself practicing and then just play it back so it would sound like I was practicing because I was really bored. Um, I don't know if it was my teacher. He seemed like a nice enough guy, but that definitely wasn't my instrument. Uh, When I was around 15, 16, I picked up my first guitar. Okay. And uh, and pretty much those are the only instruments that I've ever really played. I have a collection of instruments that one day I'm going to play, but they remain untouched uh, in my storage <laughs> space.
2: Nice. Um,
0: yeah, so we'll, so we'll have to change that at some point. It's actually sort of <laughs> depressing if you think about it.
2: <laughs> the next you know, album is like- going to be a techno album by Tatiana. <laughs>
0: You know what? I want to do a weird techno song. Like, I used to listen to some, you know, kind of portis stuff. Yeah. And maybe I need to do some weird kind of electronic record.
2: Yeah, you need some down-tempo I mean, stuff. I could hear that.
0: I mean, you I have a voice I'll, for it. I'm going to mess around with it a little bit. Um, I, I want to go into the studio again because, you know, I'm, I'm due for another album. And maybe I'll try a few different things. I, I did a... I don't normally do tons of crypto songs just because I think that gets... Kind of kitschy, and mm-hmm. I want it to be real art. But I did do a guest spot with Point Daddy that was really fun, and it took that stand song, the Eminem song, song stand, and it made about Charlie Lee. Charlie Lee just sold I the I down the
1: Back in summer, it was a runner I swear I must have 10x my stack of something Sometimes I regret shitcoins the moment that I buy them But Litecoin's silver the Bitcoin's gold, that shit is awesome I'm so fucking soaked. I'm talking to Satoshi Lite I think you're forced to shit, man, I think you're hella tight If I have a son, guess what I'ma name him, I'ma name him Charlie Cause crypto has some troubles, man, the community needs you badly I know you probably hear this every day, but I'm your biggest fan. I even punched out my friend who called your coin a scam. I got a treasure full of Litecoin, cause I trust you, man. I like that shit you planned with Atomic Swap. That shit is rad. Anyways, I hope you get this, man. Sweet me back. Or G-chat me. Respect you badly. At RealCoin.
0: But, uh, but yeah, it's time to do some, some new stuff. So that'll be that'll be cool to get back in the studio.
2: What's your favorite Portishead song?
0: Um, I don't know. I don't know the names of songs. Oh, I just okay. know songs when I hear them.
2: Gotcha.
5: I,
0: you know, some people they like really nerd out and they um, get to know the names of the people in the band and stuff. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not really. I don't, I don't absorb information that way.
2: Gotcha.
0: You would think that I would know like one Portishead song but I don't know the main one I guess but I the remember main at the one time thinking it was really good. It's and just um, the name. Head is just such a I mean their first awesome. album, their first album Dummy Portishead. you can
2: run you can run through Dummy all the way through. You don't have to know the name. So. Well, that that's was a classic. Well
0: like was Star was out too, yeah. Those are those are kind of <laughs> interesting chick like miserable electronic music days. Hey, I'm a
2: dude and I like Head Dummy. That's just that's just dope. <laughs> well,
0: Mazzy star have Heard I've heard it
2: for a long time. <laughs> so, what? How did you? What was your first interaction with Bitcoin?
0: Well, in 2011, I found out about the Federal Reserve. So that was to me my, my waking up moment. And once I figured out that they were the arch enemy, uh, I had a, I almost <laughs> had to work backwards from there. And and I figured that that was the main problem, right? Control over the money. Uh, I became a big supporter of Ron Paul. I traveled all around the country, uh, uh, you know, playing for thousands of people. It was an amazing, amazing year in 2012. uh, I got to sing and uh, even meet Ron Paul, which was, you know, i Ron Paul. (laughs) And then uh, in 2012, my heart was broken because I realized... The voting was uh, not real, and totally not going to be the way to gain freedom for everybody when I realized that the Republican National Committee was breaking their own rules in order to keep Ron Paul out of the um, out of the uh, primaries or rather the elections. I don't know. I forgot the name of the term or whatever.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: But anyway, they let Mitt Romney take the take the nomination, and I basically checked out of politics. Even though I was still libertarian at heart, I just didn't believe that 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 was going to be the solution for for people. And around that time, Tony Gallippi and Steven Pear from BitPay, they sponsored me at a performance. And then they came up to New York and they told me all about Bitcoin and they told me about it for three hours. They were so nice. And, you know, those guys are super smart and they're interesting. But I was so bored, and I was hoping that they would stop (laughs) talking. And they wouldn't stop talking until I gave them $500, and then I bought a little bit of Bitcoin. Uh, $500 was a lot of money for me, and and it was really cool to see it all go up. Uh, And then I got a lot more interested, so thanks, guys. (laughs) And and then in 2013, I uh, went to the Atlanta Bitcoin Conference. And I realized that it was very much like the energy at a Ron Paul event, but this time it wasn't even politically charged. It was just people not asking for permission, just building solutions. So as you can imagine, that was super exciting. But I remembered, you know, even though I knew the Federal Reserve was my archenemy, I still hated Bitcoin. So I figured <laughs> I had to do something to make it less sucky for the average person. And so I, I wrote the Bitcoin jingle, which people really liked it because it was very anti-war and it was sort of about I think the more important reasons why a lot of us got involved in crypto Um, and then it was basically you know that that was it Uh, after the Bitcoin jingle I was full on in the space.
2: So that brings me a nice segue I I wanted to see if you could do a lyrical breakdown of the Bitcoin jingle.
0: Uh, Yeah sure. Yeah boy! 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 Um, now I have to pull out leer. I
2: I, I, I got him in front of me. I was going to say, so, like, I didn't want to give any of my money to a nation based on war. Can you explain that?
0: Uh, yeah. The government uses uh, the Federal Reserve to fund uh, the wars that it wages around the world. If you didn't have a central banking system, they wouldn't be able to basically invade anywhere they want. The reason why they're able to do that right now is because they have control of the money and they can hit print whenever they want. So I think that's one of the main things that's amazing about cryptocurrency is understanding that relationship between government power and and money. And war, of course, because that's, you know, you never hear people being, like, super into war. I mean, maybe they'll get into a frenzy if the media drives them there, but most people are not... Super excited about sending their children off uh, to get killed for some other guy.
2: True. Agreed. Um, I wanted to be free. Nothing holding me back from where I want to go.
0: Uh, sure. So I wanted to make sure that I didn't have to get limited by borders or by arbitrary rules set up by government.
2: And it was it was to take away the money. Don't give up your money. Use Bitca- Use Bitcoin whenever you pay. Use Bitcoin whenever you pay.
0: Uh, that's just a reminder to people to make sure that this is, you know, all your votes are not going to do much, but when you when you use Bitcoin every single time you do, that is a, a one dollar less that the state gets to use against you.
2: I didn't want to waste any of my time working for the government
0: yeah i don't want them making money off of me <laughs> <laughs> so tell them listen i'm not advocating that i'm not paying your taxes we all gotta pay the tax man <laughs> otherwise they'll come for us with guns but that being said um, uh, when you when you participate in the u.s dollar system and you're allowing them to inflate that money and then that's something used against you
2: which is kind of you go into it no longer a slave i don't want to work until the grave um, so many times I cried to myself that we didn't have a chance. Nakamoto came along with one with more than a song, gave the labor back to man. Can you explain that last uh...
0: so that That's actually one of my favorite lines in this song because, you know, for me, I, my entire life, I've considered music to be the highest form of expression. It is the strongest power that I know uh, in order to really impact the world. And, then, and And that was my biggest way to fight the power right and mm. by taking on cryptocurrency and realizing what that could do it was even bigger than what i had already known before um because it was an actual action i mean you need the music because the music feeds the soul but if you want to create a change a song's not going to be enough <laughs> you need to come yeah. up with like uh, some real solutions so i love that cross-section now between technology and music, because I, I hated technology so much before, and now I realize how empowering it is to the very goals that I have,
2: Oh, that
5: we all
0: have.
2: Who, who, do you think, um, who do you think Satoshi Nakamoto is?
0: Uh, I don't or, know, Satoshi that hell guy? Uh, that sounds about right. I think that they're like suing Craig Wright now. I don't know. I don't know. You know what? I like it that I don't know who Satoshi Nakamoto is. That's a good I don't answer. Know. I like the surprise. I
2: think it's the to tell a mystery in the world. You, all right. So you released um, Tatiana Coin in 2014 after building uh, with uh, Adam Levine, who was our first guest on this podcast. Shout out to Adam uh, about a year ago.
1: Oh, yeah. It's sweet.
2: You used the funds of Tatiana Coin to put out the album last year, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. So in 2014, we created the world's first ever artist cryptocurrency. We were going to do it on MasterCoin, uh, but then we ended up going with CounterParty. Uh, and it was really, really hard and um, really weird to make. I thought it was going to be really easy and I was going to get all the glory but really there wasn't much glory at all and uh, most people thought it was kind of stupid. <laughs> um, but we did raise uh, we did raise a fair amount of money and I do get to be the first in the world so that's fun. And I used it to fund my album, Keep the Faith, um, which we recorded also in 2014, but I didn't put it out until two- 2017 because number one, I, I had some financial uh, issues come up, but uh, also, I wanted to have the, the artist, uh, the album, come out at the same time as the platform. Because when we made Tatiana Coin, it was almost like having a car, but not having any roads. So right. uh, Adam and his team had to build them in order for us to have a real testing ground for artists to uh, to interact with their fans. And so the guys, they went on to sort of build that over the past few years. I don't know, how much did you guys get
2: into Tokenly when you and Adam spoke? Yeah, I, I've been talking to him for about a year and a half. Like, even before the podcast, I was building with him about Tokenly. I I had I put an um, album called Silk Road, actually, on there that I put out in 2014, too. But I didn't uh, put it out on Tokenly until... Uh, oh, cool. Until 2016, but it's still, like, you know, the platform's not really being used so much, so... um. But, you know, I like I like the ideas that Adam had. I mean, him were shooting ideas back and forth for a while. Um, but yeah, yeah well, I remember him talking about you, you know, being on the platform and such back then, too.
0: Yeah, so we were hoping to put out Token.fm and, and Tatiana, like, you know, the record all at the same time. Yeah. Unfortunately, the platform takes four billion years to make, <laughs> uh, which I also wasn't really, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't have any experience in the tech world, so I don't know that these things can get delayed. Uh, so that was a little bit of a learning curve and then you know we when i put out the record i called it keep the Faith because you know when you when you work it, it with people that you you think that you have a ideological alignment and they end up being you know scammers or sketchy or not really living up to the words that they speak you know it can be very very disheartening and and i went through a lot of that um, so, at the end of the day, though, I can only do, you know, I can only keep the face. So, that's <laughs> yeah. why I called it that. And then I, I did a song called The Silk Road and, you know, became very good friends with Ross Ulbricht. Mm-hmm. So, I became friends with his mom first and then his sister, who actually is the CMO at my marketing company, uh, Crypto Media Hub. But anyway, so, you know, me and Ross, we became friends and... I came to visit him and uh, I sent him some photos. And one of them was a photo that had been taken by Judd Weiss from, uh, he's like a famous libertarian photographer. And so for my birthday, Ross drew a picture of me from that photo And he sent it to me, it was hand-drawn, and I decided to use that as the album cover because, you know, the reason why we made Tatiana Coin is because I don't believe that artists have the right to free expression, and you can't have free expression if you're bold into corporate interest. Um, So... By creating an album that has this controversial album cover, it sort of underlines that, look, if I had a major label, I probably wouldn't be allowed to do this, or they'd try and stifle my message. But the drug war is a crime against humanity. It's a crime against the poor. It's a disgrace. And... If I'm not gonna call it out, like well, people have to call it out. And if you're an artist, you get away with all sorts of stuff. You can say all sorts of controversial things. Right. So if I work bank, I can't say anything. I have to, you know, just toe the party line or whatever. So artists have to speak out because who else is gonna do it? Um, and that's what people are looking for is they're looking for that truth within their music and I think that's actually why the music industry you know has, has struggled over the past years because yeah well if you guys stop putting out crappy music like Britney Spears maybe people would want to buy something <laughs> you know who would, who would want to pay for this crap
2: so you, you, I mean um, you're, you're a revolutionary artist that's, that's kind of your platform right
0: yeah, I mean that's definitely my bag. I would say. I, I think even before I knew that, the revolutionary art, I felt like, Go ahead, take down the man. <laughs> um, but you know, I mean that was that was what really inspired me. Think about it. I heard a song by Cat Stevens when I was, you know, ten or eleven years old, and and that I count that as one of the main reasons why I'm here today, why I do what I do. So look at that power of music right there in that small example.
2: Yeah. Uh, music can so speak that's volumes for sure. I to do
0: is hopefully, you know, create an environment where other artists, they can be free and, and you know, speak out and say what it is that they, they, they think is important. Um, and, yeah, sometimes that means artists are going to say stupid things, but maybe there could be a little bit more diversity in the, you know, it's almost like there are certain things that are approved, controversial messages now. Um, but I think that there should be not, I think it should be a little bit wider uh, of a dialogue with people. Uh, and I feel like the music business is, is pretty homogenous.
2: Indeed.
3: We have another question. What advice would you give to musicians looking to get into this space? Basically, you know, how to earn and gain exposure. What are some, do you have any tips or advice on that?
0: make money no I'm serious you know what if you don't have money you don't have shit excuse my language I shouldn't curse no you should curse
2: we want all curse this is a very edgy show we're not some (laughs) fucking technical talk about fucking bro bro All right, we're talking real shit here Tatiana (laughs) oh my god god God. (laughs) alright well what
0: I'm thinking is is Make money, find a way to make money in the least amount of time possible. So you don't wanna like, waitressing is good cause you could pick it up really quickly, but your body will burn out from that. So one example is buying cryptocurrency. You don't even have to do anything. You can just sit there and huddle, and, and hopefully it'll go up. Now, you might want to try, like, a second option. That might not be one to be like, the only thing that you've come up with. As an pump, idea it, <laughs> you you pump it, Tatiana. Tatiana,
2: pump it. Ladies and
0: gentlemen. I'm like, I'm like, huddle it. <laughs> um, But, you know, I I mean, that's how I think a lot of artists can actually make money is by making smart investments and educating themselves about the crypto space. Um, And also find something really distinct and unique about you. I mean, it seems really cliche and cheesy, but I remember when I left school, you know, I was a singer, songwriter, chick in New York. People are like, "What's your niche?" And I'm like, "What do you mean with my niche? I'm a blonde, sneaker, songwriter chick. <laughs> like, what do you want from me?" And uh, and and I didn't know until my niche ended up being, you know, my revolution stuff, and that was really really authentic for me. So now I get so much out of playing for these audiences because not only are they digging the music, but they're really vibing with me intellectually and, and around the message. So if you can find. You know, you don't have to be the most famous person in the world. You don't have to have five million fans. If you can aim for, you know, solid fans that stay with you in the long term, and you can be open-minded with technology, you know, you can definitely create uh, a little ecosystem for yourself, but definitely get a day job, at least for now, so So you can buy more cryptos.
3: How does the libertarian and you mesh with the artist?
0: Uh, I think that libertarianism and art are, are naturally combined. I find it really weird that there's so much um, socialism in the arts. I don't think it's very well thought out. Uh, I think that there's a lot of power in the individual. And, uh, and I don't know, I've always found a lot of creativity around around this stuff. And, and surprisingly, a lot of inspiration. I mean, who now would think that Bitcoin, of all things, would be the basis of an actual song you know I started writing it as a jingle but then it it was a song in that it had that real love and like meaning to it Um, so yeah I think that there's there's a lot of opportunity out there
2: we started the podcast out today with uh, the Bitcoin jingle I hope that's all right. oh nice
0: good did you get the the full band one because everybody plays the old demo one and I'm always like oh but that's not a good one
2: Uh, the one on the iTunes is the one
0: Oh, okay. So that's yeah. like a real one, I yeah.
2: think. Well, it depends. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, I think that's the real one. Um, all right, good.
0: Yeah, I always... I've got like
2: all different versions of this thing and it's hard to keep track of this stuff. Yeah, I agree. Um, So, back to... Uh, you're, you're pumping the uh, coins. What is your favorite cryptocurrency besides Bitcoin? Obviously, you're a Bitcoiner, but is there other uh, cryptos that you like or tokens?
0: Uh, sure. Uh, so... I work with Zencash with my company, Crypto Media Hub, and I have a lot of Zen, but that's because I just really like the project and I think that what they're doing is really cool and and I think that the team is really um, genuine, you know, like I love them as people, as human beings, which is maybe not the best way to look at business, but it is important to me in business that that there's people that I I genuinely connect with. then what else do I have? I've got some Dash. I've got some Zcash. I've got some Ethereum. I've got some Litecoin. i got some EOS. No, I don't have any EOS. I got a Cardano, which I'm pretty pissed because that went down a lot. (laughs) I would appreciate it if they could do something about that. (laughs) Um, uh, Salt, too. So I'm pretty diversified now. I used to be just into Bitcoin, and sometimes I'm wondering if maybe I should have just stuck with that plan. But, I mean, I like these other projects. You know, I like supporting them, and I don't know. It's fun. I think crypto investing in crypto is fun. It's definitely a little bit gambly, but
2: did you did you find yourself did you find yourself learning more about your financials and, and investing because of crypto? Because of all that, or like, did you know much about it before that?
0: Oh yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Listen, when, before I got into <laughs> crypto currency, it, it was almost my daily job to make fun of anchor people. Like, I hated finance people. If Anyone told me that they were going to be finance people at a party, I was like no, I'm not going, I don't hang out with those losers. So <laughs> you can imagine, it's been like a real uh, culture shock to me. But I think it's good, and I like learning about other things. And, you know, I also think it's very close-minded to just label people in finance, uh, you know, like finance jerks, because some of those people are just smart people. They want to get into a field that was interesting. And, I don't know, I'll, I, I'm trying to be less, uh, less generalizing, you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, yeah. That's good. I agree too. When I got into crypto before crypto, but my my financial awareness was some shit. So <laughs> I I think it does help out a lot. Um, you you were at the past year Satoshi's roundtable. I think you've been at some of them in the past too. But
0: no, just this year. This oh. is my first year
2: actually. Oh wow. Okay. So can you give us uh, you know, something notable that you took away that listeners would uh, find interesting?
0: I don't know what's so interesting about it. I mean, it was a really nice thing. I don't know what people would find interesting, but for me, I got to sit with Ron Paul at dinner, so... I don't think that's interesting to anybody except for me, but I really enjoyed it. Um, so, yeah, I got to sit with him and Carol, and uh, and you know what? It was really nice to see Carol's interest in the family you know that this is a family that's achieved so much and is beloved by so many have had such a profound influence on millions and millions of people around the world and her focus was education and the family and and as i get older you know i'm not i'm not as intrigued by like partying all day long it's just not interesting to me um, and i see a little bit more clearly why why those values are are important to her and and I think it's really cool to have that perspective and that little reminder that we're we're not always here and, and pick your uh, priorities carefully. Good advice. I think so. I mean I don't know if she really meant it that way. I think she was just complaining <laughs> that one of her, her granddaughters couldn't find a boyfriend, but you know <laughs> I like I like my version better. Sorry, Carol. <laughs> All
2: right. Um what what is what's your most memorable Bitcoin moment?
0: And it goes a little something like this this, 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 this. Hmm, my most memorable Bitcoin moment. Yeah, I feel like well, probably when I debuted the the Bitcoin jingle to everybody, because it was you know I don't really get very nervous. Uh, I've been seeing since I was really young and. I don't know. I just don't get that nervous. I, I have a decent sense of like the challenge ahead of me, so I'm like, yeah, it's too easy. It's going to be hard. Uh, but when I played uh, my first real crypto conference, I played um, a couple like other small things. But I, when I was debuting the Bitcoin jingle down in uh, Buenos Aires, in Argentina, there was a room filled with over 300 people, and most of them I had never played before. Some of them knew me because of libertarian stuff. But I remember playing for them, and then at the end, everybody went, oh, yeah. And there was like a, you know, like a thundering applause. And then...
2: Where was that uh, at, Tatiana?
0: Like, huh? Where, where
2: did you debut it at?
0: Uh, in Buenos Aires, at the first Latin American Bitcoin conference. Oh. Uh... So I did that, and then I made, and then I uh, my second song because I played two. My second song was "Masters of War," and you know that's like a real driver for me, obviously. So I uh, I became friends with Andreas uh, that weekend too because he was a big anti-war guy. And my song really moved him, so that was really cool. Uh, getting more involved in the in the L T community because me and Adam we kind of had become friends before, but that was sort of solidifying everything.
2: And that's the let's to be clear for our listeners, that's the let's talk Bitcoin community. Yep.
3: So who's your favorite Bitcoin personality and why?
0: Oh man, that's a hard question. There's so many great Bitcoin personalities.
2: You might have just said um, it.
0: Um. Oh, gosh, this is like a, okay, you know, you know, okay, I have a few different people. I want to say Stephanie Murphy uh, from Let's Talk The Clank. She's amazing. She's super fun. She's one of my best friends, and I'm very, very lucky to have her. Uh, Pamela Morgan, I think, is one of the most incredible people in the space. I love all of her work, but if I had to choose one, I think it would be actually Lynn Albrecht. I mean, it sounds kind of cheesy because she's my friend, and, like, we do a lot of stuff together, but she never ceases to amaze me. Okay, hi, everybody. Um, Thanks for being here. Um, I'm Lynn Ulbricht, and um, two years ago, on May 29th, my son, Ross Ulbricht, was sentenced to spend the rest of his life in prison. And this was based on charges that were all nonviolent and associated with launching and operating the Silk Road website. Like her internal reservoir of strength and her incalculable, you know, her boundless love for her son and her understanding of the larger issues at play, like the world is a better place because of Lynn Ulbricht. It's not only a better place because of, you know, the questions raised by the Silk Road and by the Silk Road and its impact to allow Bitcoin to grow, um, but Lynn Ulbricht's ability to, you know, she's, she's sort of taken up this fight, not just for Ross, but for other, all the other people that are rotting in jail. And she's bringing attention to the average person, just how corrupt the justice system is. Before I knew Lynn, before I knew about Ross, I didn't know that the justice system was such a mess. I'm really glad that I learned about that because even though, you know, the first time I went and I visited Ross in prison, it was unbelievably devastating, and I was depressed for months. But I'm also wildly grateful for that because I can't complain. Uh, I mean, I still complain, let's be realistic. But I complain a lot less because I have a greater appreciation for what I have, and it gives me a very distinct sense of purpose. And, um,
2: do you think we'll see Ross know. on outside of the bars?
0: I think so. Yeah, I do. Uh, I, first of all, Lynn's not going to stop. Yeah. Uh, second of all, uh, I'm it, not going to stop. And, that, and you first guys, all, anybody
2: listening, can donate to FreeRoss.org.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great people contributing to that cause constantly. Like everywhere we go, me and Lynn, like I said, we travel a lot together, and there's it's it's. Beautiful to see how many people are coming together to try and help Ross and to also sort of, you know, change that situation for the millions of other people that can't, you know, uh, that can't complain and that don't have anybody to speak up for them.
2: Yeah. Kind of a devastating story. I think yeah, well,
0: I- <laughs> it is. But, you know, luckily Ross is really strong and, um... He really uses his time in there to improve himself and to improve the life of others around him and to try and have a positive influence on people outside. Mm-hmm. So he's definitely, you know, it's like his life is, is, is worth something. So I think he'll be free one day. I don't even think we're going to have to wait that long. Oh,
2: that'll be good. I was, I was talking to Lynn about on an email about getting her on the podcast to talk some more. So we'll ha- we'll probably have her on in a couple months
0: Oh, she's great. You guys will have a good time. It's yeah. a little bit of a bummer, but...
5: Yeah, um, it be It's a good. really
0: wild ride what's going on with that case, and, and so much that people don't know about. I mean, I've seen her give that talk like 30, 40 times at least, and, mm-hmm. and then I always learn something new. So I like to think of myself as a little mini-expert uh, on the trial. But don't don't quiz me or anything. No, but.
2: no, no. We're not going to do that. Um, So, um... What are your thoughts on the people who say there aren't enough women in Bitcoin and crypto?
0: Oh, that's horse shit. I mean, (laughs) I think that there's a ton of women. I know a lot of women. I know know some seriously amazing, badass women. I know some of the coolest women I've ever met in my life in the crypto space. Now, I'm lucky because I get to hang out with all the, you know, fun people at conferences. I get to do the conference circuit. So maybe I get, like, a different cross-section. But... I mean, are there a lot of bros? Sure. Are there guys that are trying to scam chicks and, you know, invite them to a work event and then they, they think it's like, you know, a job interview and it ends up being a date or worse? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that. But I don't know. I mean, I've got to brush it off, ladies. Tell those dogs get back in the yard <laughs> or something. I don't know. But I think it can be a little bit disheartening. But I think that there's a lot of kind of, you know, backlash against the creeps. Which I think is good, and then hopefully that's not you know too hysterical because we don't want to scare the guys away completely. So I think that uh, you know it's not even in the Christmas space. Like the world has like a weird, weird uh, conditions between men and women. That I think everybody's gotta you know smoke a peace pipe and chill out for a second because otherwise <laughs> nobody's ever gonna nobody's gonna end up making babies if everybody doesn't cut it out. So. Um, I know it doesn't really have much to do with Bitcoin, but I just think, like, men and women's relations have really deteriorated over time. And I think it's hard to have those conversations without people getting really, um, I don't know, offended and then closing their ears.
2: Are are you yourself on the market, Tatiana?
0: I am, although I'm not really sure how much I can give to a relationship considering my travel schedule. So... That's something I, I need to maybe adjust a little bit, but I haven't adjusted my, my travel. It's a little hard when everything is popping off. <laughs> so I mean, it's good that there's all this ha- stuff happening. That's awesome, you know. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, fellas, you fellas or ladies? I'm not sure. I'm not gonna either way. Um, <laughs> you heard it here. You know, Tatiana's available. So if you can, you, if you can be wine flexible? and diner and be flexible, then uh, yeah, and
0: good. You good have your own thing. info at tassianamorose.com actually I said this on a show the other day and somebody actually wrote me which I mean it was very sweet, but like he didn't even include a picture. I'm like, how am I supposed to try and make out of you? This is, you know, like a like guy on, T- like, who's a guy on Tinder that doesn't have a picture? He must be the most hideous monster on earth, or just a really handsome guy. Or he said is under at- eighteen. Reality. He's like, I want them to un- me for me, not for my gorgeous abs. <laughs> it's like, no, honey, we want you for your abs. Put that picture up there. <laughs>
2: Do you find a guy more attractive if he has a big Bitcoin bag?
0: If he has a big Bitcoin bag? I guess so. I don't know. You know? I mean, obviously, it's, it's great to see a successful man and I, and I admire ambition, but I'm not the kind of chick that just goes for money. Do you know what I mean? I've never yeah, been yeah. that way. In fact, I'm usually like, I, I make mistakes in that regard, I think, in my relationships, Like, usually, I'm the sugar mama, which is laughable because it's not like, you know, musicians are making tons of, tons of money in order to warrant that but yeah
2: right. that's interesting um what uh let me get back to a little bit of crypto music what <laughs> what is what is the future of crypto and music do you think cryptocurrencies and uh, bitcoin and music well
0: i mean i would love to see the project that me and adam have been doing uh for four years now come to fruition and and some sort of variant around that mm-hmm. Uh, I think the music industry itself is kind of slow to adapt new technology sometimes.
5: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, But it's ripe for disruption. So, I mean, I'm going to keep an eye on it, but I'm not... You know, you can't save everybody. So hopefully people will catch on fast, and I think that artists should be willing to do that. Like, one of the main reasons why I wanted to do an artist coin is because I think artists should be be the, the people... Talking about Bitcoin because they're the communicators. They have really deep relationships with their fans. And so maybe the fans will jump through a little bit of an extra hoop. Let's say, you know, if Taylor Swift, for example, had a Taylor Swift coin. You can bet that we'd be having a whole bunch of, you know, wallet downloads the next day. Yeah. Right? So, and you wouldn't even have to talk about Star Wars You could just be like, oh, I love Taylor, too. Oh,
2: 1984, so good, or
0: whatever <laughs> record is. Do, <laughs> so you, that's, that's kind of my thought on that. Do you
2: think, like, rare, limited digital releases are, are a thing for crypto? Like, uh, you know, like, Taylor Swift, say, she has a record deal, but if she could convince her deal to uh, release, like, 100 you know a hundred song um token that you know only a hundred exists and you can only access it those people that have those hundred tokens i mean is that a thing that you uh, you're into or do you, or anything
0: i think that uh that each artist is going to be able to do whatever they want right mm-hmm. i wouldn't want that because i'm not seven or 14 but i think that there's a ton of fans that really really like that stuff you know, for me, it might be more of an intimate, personal experience with someone. Okay. For other people, it might be, you know, the bragging rights of like, oh, look, I got it here and then. For, you know, I think that the point is, is that you can be as creative as you want to be, and, and giving artists as much flexibility is, is my goal. Gotcha. And uh, and I think that we'll definitely see all sorts of things uh, monetized and and all different kinds of opportunities come up. So artists can not have fourteen interesting jobs and they could just maybe have like one.
3: <laughs> they still need to make money because that's the goal. Yeah,
0: well, but look if you get if you get the right fans going, right? You don't you maybe you don't need a job.
2: No, You're definitely. Cheap. I I have. Uh kind of a theory I've I've kicked around with my artist friends for some years is that if you have 1,500 paying fans, if you put out four EPs a year, I mean, you can make 60 grand a year. And that's, you know, at the bottom line before shows and everything else. Like, if you just get like a little core audience like we talked about earlier, then um, you can sustain some kind of uh, career off of it, you know, and hopefully you grow off that too.
0: That's a real yeah, strategy. that's what I think. It's like, if you've got 100 fans, uh, and they each give you 100... I'm sorry, if you get 1,000 fans, and they each give you $100 a year, mm-hmm. then that's $100,000 a year. That's right. plenty of money. Yep. You know what I mean? So, let's not aim to be Beyonce. Maybe we should aim to have, like, our, our core group of people that are going to stick with us for the long term. Yep. Right? I think people are looking for those long-term relationships now anyway. We're all in this weird... internet world but we still want that genuine connection so i think that tokens allow for artists to, to provide that and it's not something that's locked to some lousy platform you know like freaking facebook i can't get i can't get my people out of there I can't leave.
2: I don't have a Facebook account. I don't want
5: to be on Facebook. You're very
0: lucky. (laughs) I wish I had never started one. Now they own me for all eternity. I I think about leaving there all the time, but I got all my fans on there. It's pretty annoying. Uh, So I'm hoping that, you know, it will go the way of the dinosaur at some point. We we need a mass
2: migration of Tatiana fans over to another platform. Well, not
0: just Tatiana fans. Like, every fan. What I loved about Facebook in the beginning was... The idea that you could reach out and talk to people from all different kinds of backgrounds and, you know, you could give them ideas and, and, and hear sort of like an equal, um, opinion back, right? Like you get all different kinds of opinions. But now you get, you know, I'm, I'm pro-second amendment. So if I put a post up, I get like you know my pro tech and people telling me what I want to hear, which I like. I'm not gonna lie. And then you got like my whole three trolls that are just fighting me tooth and nail, and I'm getting all annoyed. I mean, I don't I don't want that as dialogue. Uh, and and I get frustrated when I actually am lured into that because it's very limiting and it causes a lot of animosity with people. So I I put that at the feet of the algorithms that are sort of giving us whatever the computer thinks that we want to hear. And and maybe there's reasons for that, right? Maybe people like that negativity. Um, But I also feel like it's sort of like preying on us a little bit and saying like, hmm, how can we manipulate them? Like, I don't want to be a piece of that. So, I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully we will take them off of there and and bring them into token.fm or or any of these other crypto uh, environments.
2: Yeah, have you? That's another question. Have you messed around with any of the other coins, like uh, like a music coin or a tune or a voice or any of these other ones that are out there?
0: No, I, I don't really end up doing it just because, like, you no, know, it's hard when you make a platform and you have SEC issues that make you feel like you look like. We and Adam, we have our platform ready and it's pretty much done for, like, I, at least, you know, to start being used by people. People are still signing up for it all the time. Yeah. But we can't really go to market and launch because we may be violating SEC regulations. And the whole point of this is to, like, screw the man. And even now, the man is trying to screw me. So <laughs> it's it's definitely really annoying. Um, so when I see other projects and they make claims that they're doing this on another thing, I think that sometimes they're not making a good legal decision, but maybe they have more money so they can, like, take that risk. You know what I'm saying? Like, if somebody, if I try to do something, I have to pay money in order to, uh, in order to, like, put it out there, and then I have to pay money to a lawyer, and if I don't have money to a lawyer, then I'm not going to put it out, because I'm screwed, right? I'm, like, dead in the water. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, I guess I'm just looking for for a little bit more cushion and then to be able to put it out. Um, But, I mean, I think it's great that there's all these other projects happening. I just don't think that they're solving the problem that we're hoping to solve. And and that, to me, is like the main problem for, for the average artist, which is fans and funding. You know, like, you can register your work all day long, but if you don't have enough money to record your record, no one cares. Right. And most artists don't even get to record their album or register their work because they never recorded it in the first
2: place. Do you think that part of the problem might be that, um, like, say, if there are other music coins, if they're launched in a more crypto-friendly, unregulated or less regulated way, do they have an advantage over, like, these ones that are launching in America and are starting to get uh, clamped down on? Is that a thing? Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't even necessarily think that they're gonna like. Maybe they won't get in trouble. I don't want anybody to get in trouble. It yeah. would be really, really dumb it would be to harass people about music coins. Like seriously, yeah. go find something better to There's do. There's a too. ton
2: of shit coins out there that people can go after. If you're going after music coins, that people, genuine artists like you right. Know, that, but
0: if you make a mistake. Yeah. What if we accidentally, uh, you know, what if we help an artist make an artist coin, and then that artist gets sued? Jesus Christ, that's not exactly a good book for crypto. Right. And number two, as a human being, I'm not interested in, in you know, inflicting that on somebody. If other people want to be, you know, riskier in their behavior, that's cool, but I can't do that.
5: Right.
3: Um, well, they are going after, it's easier to go after the low-hanging fruit, the easy targets, because, you know, the it, it just... What we've been seeing—it's not necessarily the really big fraudsters. They're going after the people that it's easier to—they
2: uh, can scare to, off,
3: right? You know, because they—they yeah, know well, they're the ones that are going to fold. You know, well,
0: I—I I always try and stay on the right side of the law because I talk a lot of smack, uh, and I'm not a—I'm not a happy citizen. Um, uh, you know, I mean, compared to other places, sure, there's some great things about the United States, but there's a lot of things i'm disappointed with um that being said in order to preserve that free speech i like to try and keep things really nice and neat yeah yeah. um so hopefully we'll figure out some resolutions and be able to bring that out to people because um you know i have crypto media hub and i like doing that and i like marketing and doing stuff for people in the crypto space but you know my heart is in my heart is in music for sure
2: all right so, um, anything you want to uh, shout out or promote? A uh, crypto media hub, Tatiana Coin. Um, what, what else can we uh, plug you here before we get out of here?
0: Sure. Um, well, there's, uh, there's the Tatiana Show, which is my podcast. We sure. should do a treat. Yeah, let's do that. Come online?
2: Yeah, yeah. I was just watching your one with. Uh, March 14th That's today Or yesterday I think Oh
0: yeah That was the ladies Yeah yeah some, All the ladies There was some Crushing <laughs> going on We were like No more The Stop ladies in move. the house <laughs> That was yeah. Unless you're cute In which case There's some really Confusing rules about that No I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really kidding though But good. um You know I, I find those inter- Those issues To be Intimately interesting But um But we'll leave that For another day Yeah Um If people want to Check me out They can go to uh They can check out CryptoMediaHub.com And I'm on Twitter QueenTatiana uh, YouTube and all that stuff So You know I'm on there I'm hanging
2: Well we appreciate you coming on
0: Awesome Thanks so much Alright talk, talk to you soon Bye Later thanks Bye now Okay Party people in the house House, 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 house,
2: house, house Alright so uh, That was a great interview With Tatiana But we have A fucking other guest here mm-hmm. The Legendary.
1: How often is that? OMG. Yeah, this is
2: our first time having two <laughs> guests on the show. Not only are we doing... This is our, also our time that we're actually focusing on music a lot on this yeah. podcast. We have DJ Thomas Blondet, producer, label owner. Um, one of my favorite house DJs. I've been listening to him for like 20 years now. He's the man. Um, well, thank you. Welcome. Thank you. Glad In- to be here. Another in-studio guest. That's great. We like to have in-studio guests.
3: We do, because it makes the conversation a lot more lively. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, Tom, you are newly into crypto a little bit. With, uh, very new, uh, Very, very new. Yeah, especially on the uh, actual use cases with the music, right? Right. Um, before, you had... I could think you'd bought some Bitcoin or Litecoin or something off Coinbase. like yeah. yeah. Uh, and got some investing going on, uh, yeah, some yeah. low-level stuff. Light. Yeah. Very light, very light. <laughs> and when I, I approached Tom, uh, and, um, you know, Tom's always been a guy that's kind of interested in doing different shit, so I, I reached out to him about some, you know, what he thinks about some of this stuff. And uh, we've been chatting and uh, meeting up and talking about it. And, uh, yeah, so basically we want to get his perspective as a new... As an artist that is successful already, that's entering into the crypto space, so maybe it'll help some our listeners that want to get into it. He's going to ask some questions, maybe uh, talk a little bit. I mean, what what's your label called?
4: Uh, Rhythm and Culture. Yes, music.
2: Yeah, it's very nice.
4: You like that name?
2: Second Sky is one of the um,
4: one of the artists. Yeah, the
2: artists on there yourself as well. Myself. What do you consider your music these days that you're making?
4: um these days uh mostly like house music and some other electronic eclectic forms of
2: let's get into a track real quick
4: Oh thanks. Glad you like that one. What was that called? <laughs> um I don't know. Your most recent? Yeah, the most recent one that what?
5: just came out.
2: <laughs> So yeah, we did that post edit, so everybody <laughs> listening is gonna be very confused. <laughs> so
5: weird. But oh, it was awesome. Yeah. Oh thanks.
2: <laughs> so yeah, dude, what um what give me a question or me and Cynthia a question. What what do you what's going on? Your mind with the stuff with this oh with
4: the cryptocurrency stuff um i mean like one of the first things that i you know i signed up with uh music coin mm-hmm. and i put like one song on there so right. i was like you know let's see what happens i don't know what's what it's gonna do or you know i don't know so i uploaded a song on music coin
2: was it easy process or hard
4: i thought it was pretty easy okay you know you just have to like give your email address and username password blah 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 And uh, so I uploaded a song and then you know right away like a couple of people are like hey you know great song blah 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 you know and then you can see that it starts actually collecting plays Mm -hmm. and then it starts collecting
2: music coins yeah
4: music coins
2: do you get a music coin every play or how many do you get Uh,
4: I don't know how many coins but it shows you like US dollar
2: the worth of those coins
4: yeah so I guess like one play was
2: like Two cents or something like that, which is considerably better than a Spotify stream. You
3: get that? I uh,
4: guess. I mean, I've never looked at like the in how much like an individual play. I'll, i've you know, looked i just look suck. at totals <laughs> like, i'm not gonna look at these like long like pdf files next so.
2: next podcast i'm gonna bring i'm gonna bring one of our distribution things and i'm gonna read through all the fucking 0.00 I'll, something I'll, i should do that too i'll awful. do
4: we can compare yeah
2: it's very certain <laughs> like, platforms look i mean, -0. -0. One. on
4: 0.001 so you're you giving them money.
2: Yeah. 0.006 I, I see a lot of 0.006s <laughs> Well, it's
3: the I, smallest. Yeah. The smallest
4: amount. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've never seen anything that's like one song is like fifty cents or nah, nah, you nah. know something like that. it's nothing. Like one play on like Spotify or something is like
2: yeah. You need like twenty plays to get a cent, I think, or maybe I mean, not that much. Maybe ten plays or something. Maybe more. Yeah, I don't know. It's something terrible.
4: Because I, I remember I saw like I read an article about um, Pharrell. That he had like so many play, Like millions of plays Or mm-hmm. something On Spotify
2: and he only made like 20 grand or something Yeah like 20 grand yeah. Off of
4: it or something It was like something
2: We were like, talking about how earlier do you, How does that happen? Katy Perry pulled her shit off Of Spotify that.
4: Yeah cause it's like What's the point? What's the point?
2: Yeah. So I mean, so do you see a benefit in uh, putting yourself on platform and earning cryptocurrency?
4: Um, I think so. I think I should upload like more songs to it. I when did when having, did you do it? I think around a week, oh, week ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I haven't checked. I haven't checked up on it because I don't want to. I kept like you know the first couple of days. I'm like, oh, it's up to thirty two cents now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people are listening to my stuff. You know, <laughs> this is starting to become worth something. But I don't. You know, I think just having one song on there you know it's not gonna make that much you right, know? right so I'm thinking like you know maybe if you put like your whole entire catalog on there maybe sure. then it'll start adding up you know a little bit more so I think the more you have on there the better off yeah it is for you you know as an
2: artist you did, did you go and listen to anybody else's music on there
4: um I did anything good I mean, I just looked at a couple of things that came up, like on the main, you know, on the main page, or like they have like a featured artist or something. I mean,
5: was any of it good?
4: I mean, I think it was probably like well done. It wasn't like you know right, the, right. So the feature. At least the featured artist at the time wasn't like somebody that I was. I'd probably like listen to personally. But right. you know, there's other people that that music is probably mm-hmm. you know people like would like it. You know. But um, I did get an email from them that they were interested in doing. Uh, they wanted me as a featured artist yeah, on cool. there. And uh, but you know you have to like set up like uh, they want like a certain picture size and frame mm-hmm. or whatever. Because I think I looked at your Jay Skrilla page, mm-hmm. and your your page is like all set up and like
2: I set that up like fancy. O- over a year ago. I had a Skype interview with Brian. I think his name is Brian Byrne. Uh, the ambassador startup guy from that and uh we talked about that and from, I music from music coin for music coin we oh, talked okay. for like a half an hour and uh i set up I, I that was during the the first you know release that wasn't public i think and um okay i haven't been able to log into my account i think i lost the password but okay yeah i think i have like three dollars and change last time i saw sitting there for like two or three songs i have uploaded so yeah
4: because which is uh, honestly kind of weird that it shows out on your main page too
2: yeah.
5: So like
4: everybody can see, like, wow, this guy made thirty-two cents.
5: You <laughs> well, know, so that's like,
3: good. it's good and bad because if you had, I mean, would you rather them know the thirty-two cents or the fifty thousand dollars?
4: <laughs> uh, thirty-two cents. <laughs> 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 but uh, you know, that could be a problem too in the future. You know, if it starts to make a lot of money or whatever, and you know, yeah, you don't want uh, baby mama drama coming. Like, oh, I saw uh, what you yeah, made yeah, yeah, on yeah. Uh, that's a on music coin. <laughs> yeah. You know, like. Because usually well, well,
2: Block well. Explorers and Crypto is uh, kind of pseudo-anonymous. It's just connected to like, a public address, but the public address of MusicCoin is, uh, for you and me, on that is uh, definitely our names. Right, yeah, 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 no, for sure. Yeah.
4: And, uh, you know, I, I'll probably, I think I'm going to upload more stuff to it, too, because I think, you know, just one song on there is like, yeah. i not going to do anything about it. Did they s-
3: restrict how... Did, are all your songs that you put up, or you're planning on putting up everything you own and everything you wrote? Um, it's all owned by you, so I guess. Yeah, question. yeah. I mean,
4: it just—it's uh, just my, you know, songs that I've made. Okay. You know, but it looks like it's—it's uh, it's more catered towards like an individual artist, not like a record label.
5: Yeah. Because you
4: know, I looked at, on that too, like because I was like, well, I have a record label, you know, maybe I can just mm-hmm. put the whole record label's catalog on there, but it it. You know, it's just made for like an individual artist. Right. And then, like, if I did a song with you or with her, and then if she would have to actually Who's her and she? Oh, Layla's here too. Yeah, Yeah. sorry. Welcome, Layla. So, Layla's a singer as well. And, you know, we'll collaborate on different projects and stuff, and she'll sing on. So, let's say I did like have to work on the song. So, 50% goes to me, 50% goes to her, but she would also have to open up like a music coin account. Yeah and then it would
2: but that's kind of cool every because 250, every 250. every listener would automatically go to both y'all right yeah exactly they, you don't have to do that uh, the I mean I haven't
4: done it you know I haven't set it up like that yet because yeah. no, nobody that I work with or that I've collaborated with is on Musicoin yeah but once that ha- you know if she joined well she probably should
5: yeah, yeah and I, we're not, sure we're, not pump, we're not we're not here pumping. We're not we're
2: not pumping music coin by the way. We're just talking about coins, and it yeah. just so happens that we yeah. both have uploaded that. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I, I don't own any music coin except for the one well, that are sitting on the site. I can't access. Right, and I Lost right. my password.
4: Oh well, you know the guy. Just yeah. You know the guy. Tell me the funny be, thing uh, is, dude, You want
2: know, to know something funny about that? Is uh, I put out something about how I put uh, Silk Road out on Twitter on. Blah, blah, blah. It was like a four year anniversary or something, or three year anniversary. And it wasn't just me, by the way, me, Castillo, and Crustle. And uh, I got trolled by MusicCoin. They, they, they replied to me, they're just like, oh, put it on such an archaic platform like itunes or something like that and i was like oh excuse me sir uh, i put a this what, fuck- a, a what? Uh, like an arcade like an old platform like oh <laughs> fucking itunes is so old and i'm like right, right. yo uh, you're living high- in the past like <laughs>
4: putting stuff out but i hit him back with
2: a nice comment i was like yo dog uh, i put this out in 2014 you guys are non-existent i mean the right, fuck right, up right, right, right. anyway um but i i, I do support- like oh you're still working with a record label like <laughs> who does that anymore yeah <laughs> I felt, I, felt, I felt a little weird about that, but hey, we're I still, mean, ta- that, we're still talking sense. about music coin on here. There's no it's shots fired. It, yeah. it, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah,
4: no, but I mean, it makes sense. I mean, I, I see the future for you know making the artist even more independent. You know, not having to worry about a record label and you know how much money did I get and just. You know how much do you owe me, or blah blah blah. You know, because yeah. there's a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of expenses that goes on behind a record label. You know, sure. artwork, distribution, you know, studio time, studio time, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and I think a lot of artists forget that. Yeah. And that when they when it comes time, like, hey, I want to put out my own album, and then they're next thing you know, they have a Kickstarter, and mm-hmm. like, I'm trying to do an album, and I need like ten thousand dollars. I just yeah. saw one today.
2: Yeah. You know. I was talking to my buddy, he, uh, he recorded a song, uh, he paid some big artist some money to get on it, and he got a decent deal, it was like 200 bucks or something. But then he was talking about how he wanted to put out a video for it in the song, right? So, all in all, he added it up for me, he, and he hit me on the text, and he was like, dude, to do this song, and put even put a small budget of like a 200 bucks of marketing on it, it cost him fifteen hundred dollars to put the song out with a animated video that the guys actually talking about doing for like four or five hundred bucks. which right, is right. Cheap as shit for an animated video. Right, right. And um, he's like, I don't. He's like, dude, I don't. And I was like, I, Yeah, that's fucking crazy because you're not gonna make fifteen hundred dollars off that yeah, song, man. boss. Like, well, because
4: it, it doesn't make sense. Like, you're making a <laughs> an animated video. so mm-hmm. you're not making money off the video. Right. You're just promoting. An MP3 file, yeah. you know, or a digital yeah. file. I mean, yeah. you're not, you know, so that's worth 99 cents. It's on very iTunes. hard
2: for artists independently to um, make the money, unless they're out there touring and getting it, and you know, getting the buzz. There are artists that do it, and they have. Uh, everybody seems to who comes up off the indie scene seems to have a fine-tuned way of taking the old model and, you know, or in some new, new technology and popping off. I remember when Logic came out. He came out at a perfect time before Def Jam and all stuff like with his stuff. He was blowing up on YouTube and he had uh, his label. The way that they were doing it, uh, I'm not gonna get into it, but they took advantage of the system very nicely. Right, not, you right. know, not even mad. It's very capitalistic approach, and sure. it bl- it blew him up like like independently. Everybody knew about it. It was on the front page of YouTube and all that stuff. Then. You know, certain things happen where YouTube shuts that down, and it's on to the next thing. And then right. the next artist is figuring out like there's so there's maybe blockchain could be something that you know an artist can use as a platform to um, pop off. You know? Yeah,
4: know. yeah. And I see that happening already. Mm-hmm. I mean, even just a couple of tweets that I've had done with you know between Jay Squilla you know, with uh, your D, you know uh, DJ Pepe stuff mm-hmm. and other stuff like that. Like just even anything that's like hashtag like blockchain yeah you know i'm seeing all of a sudden like all like a whole different community of people that follow that don't even follow me on twitter are like retweeting stuff that i put out and yeah and i'm like wow this is who's this this guy you know but you know because the blockchain hashtag is you know tagged with it you know other people that wouldn't necessarily probably like find me or be interested in my music or something or finding out about me and like just i want to be interested because i have that hashtag on there and i'm you know doing yeah. stuff with that you know
3: and eventually it's not going to be that way the more people are on it obviously exactly. so you're right. actually uh at the beginning of right it, at the beginning taking stages advantage of it, of it correct you know?
2: and that's part of the network effect and stuff getting there early um so you know artists listening you know maybe check it out and it's a way that you now have 32 cents in cryptocurrency <laughs> that you didn't have to invest your usd right. and your heart well, earned, hopefully your I'll heart earned this <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're pumping tom B here
4: yeah well um i
2: was gonna see
4: because there's another uh site that i was yeah Tune. Tune mm-hmm. is a new one and they seem very like, interesting yeah they're interesting too i don't think they've
2: started anything yet i signed up with them as well but I don't think the page started. There was. A, did you see that Telegram was going on there today? One of the EDM artists, I guess, got accused for all this like sexual assault, and there's one of the advisors oh, yeah, that, on there. Oh yeah, Dat sick or something? Yeah, that, yeah, Dat sick, and uh, they they're like we're putting an end to this. I was like, That's oh, because he's
4: part of the Tune thing?
2: I guess he's an advisor, and people are coming in there like, yo, have you seen this all over Facebook and EDM Times or something like that? Oh wow! And they're like, oh, we're looking into this, and, da, 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 da. and I was like, oh shit gotta watch who your advisors are folks
4: you know wow. i mean this is so new and a lot of people are starting to catch on to it too yeah you know i mean nothing to get line, by the way that's
2: nothing against tune i just that's just one of the yeah, like yeah. You said, i mean a, you know this problem. could just
4: be like you know some people out there that are just like what we were gonna do that we gotta put that company down and yeah you know they're just make up
2: stuff too but it was just know. one
3: they've only been out it's only been active for a couple of weeks
2: right tune uh, yeah, I don't know how active it is I think artists are just signing up yeah, yeah I think I,
4: right now they're just like in their signing up stage yeah
3: I mean it hasn't even been announced
2: for that long
3: that's too bad
2: yeah and they they go through the curated playlists and stuff so if, if if I put your song on my playlist and you didn't want it on my playlist you could say no which is kind of interesting to me why would you want that? I don't know but it's an interesting thing.
4: Like what if or like here is like all the the shit playlist and like your song <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, I don't exactly. want it in there. Yeah, yeah, you know. The worst 10 songs of the year and like yours is on there. <laughs> I'm taking it there down. There you go. That's a okay, good, good So reason. I mean that could be yeah, a, one
3: yeah. reason. Well, some people don't want to share because you have cuz I think with their playlist you're you're also the Giving person who has percentage. on the playlist. They yeah. get they get paid. Yeah, yeah. You know? okay, so okay. it comes out of your
2: they're talking about you mine their coin, I think, when you play it too, or something like that. I, I haven't read all the way into it. Who yeah, tune? Mm-hmm.
3: So they they have an incentive for people to do the playlist, but then the artist might not want to share. Oh, okay. You know the, the, the
2: earnings. There's like
4: some PDF file that they have that they want everybody to read. It's like a I don't know white paper. Or yeah,
2: something. yeah. <laughs> so all right, that's a good thing. So white papers. That's now what. No, have you read it? I mean, it
4: was like 27 pages. Yeah, I was so like,
2: I skimmed through it. It's, it's basically like: have, <laughs> you, do, you, do you read the terms and agreements of your iTunes stuff? Do you? No. Exactly. Did, so you, I mean, did, nobody did does. you read
3: of the music coin?
2: No. Yeah. So I <laughs> get I it. Accept. That's what I'm saying. People are like: read the white paper and like, yo, I ain't got time for this shit, yeah. bro. Just give me a TLDR on this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just put my music on there and
5: give
4: me coins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: Uh, that's, that's the dilemma, is that when you don't get it, then you're wondering why, and they say, look at the terms of service.
2: Right, right. And um, yeah. So. White papers is a big thing in crypto. So that's
4: why it's good to have a record label, so label manager takes care of all that right. stuff for They'll you. They'll tell you. <laughs> They'll tell you what to do.
2: You're a smart fellow. Has they taken 30%? Yeah, I mean, or more. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: I, after I put out the article about um, uh, crypto music and crypto art last week, uh, I got hit up by... Uh, Musards And their an Italian Company I guess That does music and they're like Yo Some dude Some ambassador dude Was like yo How did you not Put us in And all this stuff I, was like, I-, I didn't hear about you He's like we have 20,000 people On our telegram I was like alright Um, First of all I don't No offense to any Telegram group But it, uh, there's a lot of Bots out there That get added into uh, Telegram groups, and that's a whole nother subject we can talk about. Yeah, groups. I was gonna say but, um, that's probably I, I do need to ask on. about that. He, he Suddenly hit, you're he, in it. He hit, yeah, he hit me up uh, recently, and he sent me a uh, article, and that this guy, the CEO of Musard's, it's an Italian company that it started, I think. The guy who started this is 16 years old. Wow! Oh wow! Yeah, he's a CEO, and he wrote this whole thing about like, yo. You know, going off on how he wasn't allowed into some crypto conference because he's 16. Everybody's not taking him seriously. It was a very interesting article. Um,
4: Why it's like uh, cryptocurrency is like 18 and over?
2: (laughs) In America, I think it kind of is. Well, part of the problem is having a credit card.
3: So you can only have a credit card if you're a certain age, otherwise you're using your parents, which you're not supposed
2: to. Crypto is Uh, definitely (laughs) all ages, but I mean, you can't go on a crypto exchange unless you're over 18, really. Unless you're on a decentralized platform or something, but there's ways around stuff obviously. But yeah, I mean, you're not allowed to. What would
4: be an example of a decentralized platform?
2: Uh, Like the DEX, counterparty DEX or WAVES has a DEX. DEX stands for decentralized exchange. So. Those are going to be big uh, over the next couple of years, probably. Okay. Because that's supposed to be supporting of the blockchain. Because it's, it's and, decentralized. And you don't have to okay. re- register for it or any of that stuff. Gotcha. So, you learned something new there, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Have you been on any other coins? Like, uh, music coins or anything? Have you checked any out? No. That's it? Man, that was it. Do you, are
3: you an artist of other f- types or styles? Do you draw or...
4: Oh, do I do any, like, uh, graphic design or... Juggle
2: No No Put your juggling On the blockchain <laughs> That would be great <laughs> We're
3: having a Party that That's all we do <laughs>
2: Yeah I mean, Will uh, you DJ Will you DJ At our, our GW event dude Yeah okay, do we, Can we have a G, DJ there
3: You can set it up That would be it fun the- yeah, I, Well
4: I do uh, Like live dubbing Which is like Reggae dub mm-hmm. You know It's kind of like An engine. Bring CI with you Or something No No. Oh, damn I don't need everybody. <laughs> We're one band band nowadays. I hear you.
2: Um, what's the? Are you excited about the future of this? Are you? What, well, are you I'm not- really
4: curious. You know, because I I think you know the way I was looking at it before, and you and I, uh, Skrilla, we discussed this before. It was like you know this is probably like a way for people that are in the music industry that are putting out music and don't know much about the cryptocurrency, but You know maybe i can put some of my music in this now make some money you know a small amount of money like what we're talking about now like you never know that it could go up in price and value later Mm -hmm. you know so sort of like the everyone's talking about the 50 cent story like how they put out his album and then he finds out a couple years later it's like worth millions of bitcoins you know so you know i think that already is just like an inspiration for like a lot of artists to want to get into this and like put make their music available for cryptocurrency
2: yeah does the peer-to-peer transaction part the um does that interest you where it's kind of like selling directly to the peers without using a platform or bank bank yeah
4: um it i mean it's it's fine if like that's the only one i'm you you know if i'm working with but if you're working with like 20 or 50 different so providers or services, you know, then it's like that's when things start getting like okay.
2: well, You lot know, it work just to keep That'd up yeah. with your wallets and you stuff. You know, and yeah.
4: and it's uh, it's kind of like the same way like when you're dealing with a distributor, like we have like a digital distributor that distributes our music to like all the digital download sites like right. iTunes and track source and beatport etc etc mm. you know if i had to do that on my own and like deal with all those you know if i was just uploading to like let's say track source or just beatport like i can handle like two download sites like that you know right. but when you start adding like all these other sites that you never even heard of in foreign countries and different places it's yeah like, all right you guys do that and
2: so it's sound, it cut. sounds like there's a, uh, there's
3: a market for market. a third party.
2: Yeah. Somebody can come <laughs> in mean, third made, party the know, blockchain now and just get back me. to square one. You know, <laughs> you know, hey, we'll have your music ready on, every you know, on
4: all the different, you know, sites that's out there, like music coin and tune. Those are the only two I actually have heard of.
2: Okay. Yeah. Are there's a bunch more? of, yeah. Ujo. Yeah. Voice. Um, I don't know. There's a bunch of others. Yeah. Uh, I don't have them on the top of my head right now.
3: Some of them have already gone by the wayside, though.
2: Yeah. Opus. Yes, yeah, see, um, I, I haven't even heard of Last them. FM Token. Or Token, not Last FM. Token.fm. So
4: speaking of these other ones, you know, you actually recommended that I put it out
2: on uh, Coin.
4: Is there a reason why you mentioned MusicCoin or, over it, the other guys that you're mentioning now?
2: Because I'd used it before and it was easy. Okay. Yeah. Um, so...
4: So do you have your music anywhere else besides Music Coin?
2: Um DJ Pepe uh, controls some of my music. So he he has he he beats me around and takes some of my music sometimes oh, okay. and puts it in his playlist. So <laughs> takes his
3: money. Poor Gorilla. <laughs>
2: yeah, and uh, I have it on Token FM. That's uh I use Counterparty for that and uh you can get my Gorilla Goo mixtape and Silk Road album on that but the platform like we were talking with Tatiana earlier in the interview, is uh, still kind of it's there, but it's not been totally released, mark mass marketed. It's there; people are signed up. People are not using it so much, though. Yet, I don't think, sure. but hopefully they will. Um, and then I got some ideas of stuff that I'm kind of working towards.
4: So, uh, a question that you just about something you just mentioned, mm-hmm. Counterparty.
2: Yeah. So, what is it? what is it what does that mean <clears throat> it's a second layer on bitcoin it's a protocol layer basically you create a token it's very easy to make like if i was going to show somebody how to make a token i would show them like out of uh, any cryptocurrency i would say go download like on your mobile phone download indie square and you would need some xcp which uh Probably the hardest part nowadays to get because you have to get it from exchange, you need Bitcoin to get it. It's
3: Counterparty's currency.
2: Counterparty is XCP. So, yeah. Well,
4: the reason why I brought it up because you mentioned that you had to go through your Counterparty to get your music from, what is it, Token FM or something?
2: Yeah, so I I had to create the token and then that token kind of gives access to the music and uh, chat rooms and some other stuff on that. Um, Is this
4: like Crypto 101?
2: Yeah, I mean, in fact, anybody listening can look. I wrote an article called How to Make a Token Using Counterparties on Hacker Noon, and uh, you can check it out. It's a little old now, so the prices are a little Was that the one that
4: I found the other day? Yeah. Okay. You yeah,
2: found yeah. an old Reddit post of mine too yeah, about yeah. how to like from like three years ago where I was like, How do I sell my music for Bitcoin? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was kinda cool. I forgot about that. I <laughs> well, was like, that's my first exactly what post. I Googled, <laughs> you know, and that Reddit came <laughs> up <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Reddit I mean
4: I was like, I just found this article that you wrote like three years ago. Like yeah. I wasn't looking up anything that you've done. That it was wild, just... yeah. So, I was like, This guy knows what he's talking about.
2: Nah, I don't. You know, we I don't listen know shit. Him. Don't anybody listen to me. Cynthia knows it all.
3: Yeah. But that's that is the weird thing about the internet. Is you, especially when you're looking up information, especially about blockchain, I think, or the cryptocurrency, mm. is you have to pay attention to the dates. You have to pay attention to who's, who's writing it, yeah, because things change so quickly, and you'll find that everything in there has either doesn't exist anymore. Right. You're not getting what you think you're getting. So pay, pay You really have to pay attention because it's in so many different places now.
2: Right, you have to pay attention to the You go to GitHub to the, the and you go to
3: Reddit and then you go to Medium and all these different sources.
2: Yeah, it's still a very technical thing. Um, that's the thing. Like the user experience has to get better. But if people start adopting crypto as something where they're, you know, using, uh, then they'll have it. And it'll be easier. Like I have XCP, so it's easy for me to create a token. Like I used to, when when XCP was worth like nothing. I used to just sit on the shitter and create tokens. Like, it's, like, it's like squatting domains. Is that almost. what you
4: call them? Shit tokens? <laughs> 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 a
2: good, no. I never put that together, but maybe subconsciously. Yeah. But, um, it's very easy to create and then you can, you know, figure out things to do with it. It's like, you know, the trading cards and, the you know, then, uh, Joe Looney helped create the utility of, uh, adding the music stuff. And we use SoundCloud for that. Um, you know one day it might not work though so like the promise is not that you're getting the music the promise is that you own a fucking token and i'm gonna hopefully give you access like that's kind of the issues that we're all dealing with on that end so
4: what if you wanted to use like let's say like a album cover art yeah you know and have that as like a trading card yeah with you know, yeah, with the song that comes along with it, you know, with, uh,
2: with crypto, that, that's what DJ Pepe is, okay. And uh, I think there's gonna be a lot more of that style of things coming on. And uh, a cool thing too to me is that there's no like we're in the day and age of gifts and memes and shit. right, it's like very big, especially in the crypto world. And gifts can be album covers, and that's a awesome thing to me. There's, there's no platform where a gift can be an album cover except for in crypto. And I think that that's a, a advantage that somebody should take advantage of.
4: Right, I, I agree.
2: Yeah, it's kind of there, you know, like with the rare Pepe stuff. But um, you know, that's still very niche. And uh, you know, I think I've given away or sold, I don't know, maybe like ninety or hundred of the DJ Pepe's. So. You gave me two. I give you two. Yeah. No, I give you one DJ oh, Pepe. Oh no, you gave me one Pepe. And I gave you one other, um, I think. A wu Tang one, maybe, and yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. that right, one actually right. has music attached to it too. And I, yeah,
4: I did, did you check open it up. Yeah, I did. I, okay. did. I did.
2: That has a uh, because it's a Wu Tang Pepe, I put uh, instrumental, I think, for the song I did with Joey 13 and Raekwon. Oh, wow, which is Wu Tang. See how this, this fucking 360
4: oh. and then uh, didn't uh. Old dirty Bastards like son. Yeah, he just, just started his own. So
2: he's with yeah. That's another music coin thing. It's Vest V E Z T. Oh, no, no, he's with Tao, T T A O I think. And that's Bruce or Bryce Weinker, whatever. Not Bryce Weinker. God damn it, Bruce Wanker. I think uh, he's a very uh,
3: and T A O is pronounced Tao.
2: How do you say uh, what is he in the crypto space? He's like a uh, infamous character. Okay. He's created a bunch of coins. Some people will call him a scammer, some people will call him an intelligent person.
5: Okay. I've had
2: interactions with him and he's always been fine with me, but um he's very he's a very polarizing figure okay. in crypto. So he uh, uh old dirty bastard's son did something with them. And Maybe then he's
4: going to um sell some of old dirty bastard's old catalog or something.
2: The, the, you know? the thing with know. their thing from what he was telling me is that uh they're like an artist rights management thing not so much like a music player streaming thing i think okay. it's more like you know uh, licensing and publishing and rights and okay. that's what he's going for which there's other coins trying to do that too and that's yeah thinking now like, vest vibrate there's a bunch of oh. music coins out there yeah. uh, like vibrate we covered one time in our podcast yeah. and they they were they th- why why were we talking about them
3: i can't remember it was a there's just a series of DJs who were doing coins. So we, yeah, so it was just, we have a top five, but, and they but, haven't mention. mentioned. But
2: remember, they were the ones that had, like, all those famous people on their website, right. and it looked like, if you looked at it, you're like, oh, everybody's using this shit. Oh, yeah. But it, it was that really was all like misleading and off-putting, because they're really, sure. like, the people that, when you go and look at the top, you know, plays and all that, it was just all, like, it, they must have been from South America, the guys who started it. It was just all, like, South American artists that... You know, maybe they were somebody. I don't know. I, I haven't heard of
1: it. It's not the way to do yeah, it. Yeah, you look at the,
3: at the lead page and it had all these artists and their stats. And okay. you're thinking, oh, all these people are using your. Yeah,
5: where's Christina? And this, the, there? this is
3: pretty awesome. And then you look lower down and you realize, no, those are actual statistics for sales, but it wasn't sales on this.
2: It's a lot of misleading stuff, right, man. Right. It's like, and like we're like when I, we're talking like, about this, this I know that do. if somebody from the coins are listening, like we're not trying to be dicks. So we, we're really just like kind of talking about it. We're like, this is this is a fucking conversation that people are having off the mic. We're just having it on the mic, right? Right. And we're probably being nicer than some other people that have it off. the mic. Oh, 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 oh my
3: god! Yeah. Well, the point is, you know, everybody's being. Uh, there's a lot of attention being paid to to fraud and making <laughs> false statements and. Sure. You know if we see something we want to draw people t- attention to it because there's nothing worse than not only are we talking about
2: something yeah we're not the- trying to pump some shit coins. well it's definitely yeah.
4: misleading if you don't know about it either yeah you know
2: yeah. i mean i would probably like fall
4: for something like that if i didn't know anybody.
2: exactly you know? i hey, got a lot of friends are, successful that That's have fallen have. for shit coins man like literally like i one of my friends uh he uh he bought some coin called dar and it's some like lending coin where it's like this total pyramid scheme and uh, you know he bought it I think it was like $100 or something it's worth 30 cents now and I told him I was like dude no 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 Right, and, right. Uh, but they everybody thinks that they're getting in on this pyramid thing and they're not at the top of it yet but almost everybody I know has gotten into one of these BitConnects I know a couple of artists that like even like artists I was surprised like actually artists that are pretty known that got into BitConnect and uh, one of them I was talking to the other day. That I'm not gonna say his name. Scam. And yeah, he was like, "Yeah, I was in that shit for a year." Fuck Trevin. Uh, I, was just, I was like, I was just surprised that he even knew about that because he, you know, I, I he didn't know a whole lot about cryptocurrency, but he knew about BitConnect and people got sold on that idea. Like, right. YouTubers were pumping it, all this stuff, and that was just a obvious pyramid scheme. It, I mean, it was, it, it's not the way to do it.
3: What yeah. do you think that Google's not allowing advertising for?
2: Cryptocurrency I think, anymore I think it's alright I mean For The ICOs. Facebook ones Were the terrible ones Like when they got rid Of the Facebook ICOs That was good Because they were just Going after the crowd That had no idea What cryptocurrency right. was. So like it's like Make millions of dollars Like ah, da, da. Yeah. Going after a mainstream yeah, Audience exactly. That doesn't know That's scammy Right
3: It's not as inexpensive As it used
2: to be Either to just
3: You know Test to see what you like and what works right
5: uh,
2: <laughs> and i've been sending counterparty transactions the past month for like one cent <laughs> two cents and get it in the first second or third block which means that it sends within 10 20 or 30 minutes for one or two cents transactions which is cheaper than any other method
4: so it takes 30 20 to 30 minutes to actually go it through. could take
2: you 10 minutes could take you 30 yeah but that's not you know over when bitcoin it was on its bull run last year it was you know some transactions are ten dollars and stuff because bitcoin was worth like close to 18,000 19,000 dollars right and then people are transacting a lot on the chain and there was a lot of spam going on where uh there's a lot of forks going on in this world and this is a whole nother subject but basically uh i have a theory that i didn't make up I, but I, the, out of all the theories, I kind of believe is like the Bitcoin Cash guys were kind of spamming the network a little bit, and right. you can DDoS it.
3: Raise create the delay.
2: Yeah, and then it costs DBSO more, the, it. and the miners can pick which transactions are more expensive to mine and all that stuff. So it's a lot of political stuff. Um, so we're still in this like you know experimental stage, like with all this.
5: Sure.
2: Do you Me th- too. Yeah. Great fucking talking to you, Tom.
4: Great fucking having me here.
2: Do you have anything to plug before we get out of here?
4: Uh, not not right now.
2: Do you want to plug your music coin page? See if I, we can don't, get, I don't. Get you, I don't a, you know,
4: I was thinking. I'm like, what is the? I don't know the link. The, the look, up, look
2: up. Thomas Blondet, Rhythm and Culture on Music Coin. Let's let's get them past thirty two cents, guys. We're gonna get them to a dollar thirty two by the time. Yeah, do they have? I
4: don't even think they have an app. Like you got to do it from like their.
2: Website. Oh, I don't even know. Yeah apps are important
3: yeah. getting to it on your phone is pretty important nowadays you shouldn't have to get a yeah. desktop or laptop to get to your money I mean I
4: have uh, you know a lot of questions too about just cryptocurrency in general too you know
3: like what um,
4: you know how you know once I have these coins and stuff that I'm generating on let's say music coin you know I, I know we keep this you know bringing up music coin a lot But, like, what do I do with that then? You know, do I cash out from them? Can I bring it from here, from MusicCoin to another wallet? Or, you know, I mean, I don't even know how all that works. I just,
2: you know. You, uh, I think MusicCoin is the coin, it's the currency for their platform. So you can... If you want to play other songs, I think they'll take your music coin because it costs Wait, music coin to I, listen if to. If I play
4: like another song on
2: their site, yeah. So think of it like uh, in Roblox is which or Minecraft or something. If you're buying like skins or upgrades, you're buying that token in that game. And it's an in-game, in-game currency. Right. It's the same, same thing. But the only difference is that you can then sell it on a secondary market. Uh, so music coin is on a few different exchanges. So if you wanted to cash it out and you could get Bitcoin for it or so, Litecoin or Ethereum and then you could then you, bring it to then you could bring it to USD or not or you can just speculate right. on a different currency so the, the what we have always talked about is that you don't have to spend money to get crypto if you're an artist because all you got to do is sell your product for it now it's not totally easy but you know the music coin was easy for you it's, yeah yeah sell some stuff and then you don't have to invest any money
4: so basically right now I guess the way that it works it's really catered to just like other musicians and other artists that have stuff on there so if I was like you know like a regular person is once hey i want to hear some you know music yeah i sign up on music coin but it seems like I it's more it's not really there available for like listeners it's more for artists I,
2: I think it's there for listeners like again i'm not totally familiar with their platform but um i think what the idea would be is that the listener can listen on a per play basis and not have just sign up at 9.99 and listen for a month you right. know type okay. shit okay. like that okay, okay. um that's So that's an advantage. So if you find music coin that you know, takes a dip in the market, you might want to be like, oh, I'm going to buy 10,000 of these right. real quick, hold 5,000 for my plays, and the other 5,000 I'll sell a double. Right. So basically you get your music for free. So there's like that type of thinking, I think, that the consumer could go for. So but he, then again, you got, you're got you only listening to artists that are probably pretty indie or pretty niche. Yeah, on there. Yeah, it's yeah. not like you're going to get Snoop Dogg and, uh, you know, Wiz Khalifa and stuff like that
4: well you know because when I first put up that uh, that song on there you know a couple people commented I think like you could see how much you make from plays and then some people actually give you tokens
2: yeah they tip you right
4: yeah so I Mm -hmm. guess that's like a tip so is that like money that they've generated from their plays and then now they're handing it over they're giving it to you
2: or something so music coin can be mined too it's like an Ethereum thing so I guess there's miners out there too that earn it so maybe they're tipping you too. Like Everybody's trying to, in the early stages, people are trying to right. bump their market up and bump the whole network effect up. So people are going to try to, just like Bitcoin in the early days, a lot of people would tip it and throw it around and hold up signs on SportsCenter with their address and people would just send it there to get publicity. And, oh shit, I got $20,000 in Bitcoin by holding the sign up on Sports Center, Stuff like that. So right, like, right. it's like people want to pump their... Pump and dump? Yeah, I mean, that's part of it no lies about that
3: but then there's also community building because mm-hmm. if it doesn't seem as if anybody else is on music coin as an example or any other thing mm-hmm. then everybody loses because you're supposed to be the The intent is that this is community based and communities help to support the artist or support whatever is going on and if that is not successful it's really going to be hard
2: right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah
3: so you can and you definitely start noticing personalities in all of these platforms.
2: I'm personally interested in the rarity, rare limited digital art and music. I think that's that's where I like about what blockchain can be, because at least with XTP and Counterpart we were talking about, you can lock your token up and that issuance is it. So you provably have made it such and such. So if like tops issues a baseball card, I was a huge baseball card collector as a kid. I used to remember like the 1972 series. Um, The later series that came out Was It came out only in August and was less collected And stuff like that, you know, it was, it was rare But, you know, nowadays If you had it on a blockchain, you could see how rare it is But nobody really knew how rare it was So what exactly does uh, Rare mean?
3: <clears throat> it's like, would be like a Limited. limited. So like
4: limited, limited edition. edition. Okay. Like I the, felt like maybe it was like a different term that was used in the crypto community no, or something.
2: Straight rareness. Okay. So like if you put out like a 45 and you got 100 copies. That's it. You could right. say I got 100 copies is what I'm selling. But you could be like, ah, fuck this sold out. I want some more money. I'm going to print about another 100. Right. But with this, if it's you attach- really It's really rare because you can't make more of it. Right. Well, it shows you like that, that token, that hash that you bought is- that's it. You, you can't. You can't make more of it. So like people okay. would easily like. I like that idea. So you know. And then there's, there's, there's. That's the main reason that. Which I is kind of like,
4: kinda like uh, an artist that's you know writes down here's three of a hundred mm-hmm. or something
2: you know, or t-shirts even like I want, like there's limited edition t-shirts and stuff like Supreme will put out or something like that. Sure. You could. You don't even have to like one option. I think is like, you don't even have to buy and give the token to people. But if like Supreme made a Supreme. Uh, old dirty bastard T-shirt, and they said there's only a hundred of them. Every time it's bought, they could just burn the token, which means that you send it to an unspendable address. Send it, send it. All right, okay. It's getting bought. It's getting bought. It's getting bought. You, I mean, you don't have to own the tokens, but you can see on their block explorer. And if you made a nice UI and made it pretty, then you could put it on your website and be like, "Oh shit!" It's like a countdown. Like, "Oh, there's only three left." Oh, there's only two left. Uh, so, like, that's a use case that I that I can see.
5: Especially
2: with something like that with
3: Supreme because there's an interest in it anyway it already has brand recognition and you know they're working with Louis Vuitton mm-hmm. so that that other element of it there's probably th- 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 that's something they you shouldn't have said it out loud
2: oh I don't care I'm, humanity <laughs> we're open source if you want to give me some money you want to give Cynthia some money and Tom for coming on here give us some money we're giving you all some ideas they won't but you know
3: but it'd be cool there you go
2: I take PayPal too yeah. <laughs> All right, we gotta get out of here. Okay, cool. All right, thanks, thanks for dude. having
4: me on the show, guys. Well, thanks no for I, I really enjoy your guys' uh, previous podcasts too. You're
2: not gonna like this. Not one? this one so much, huh?
4: Well, I'm I'm in the middle of it. <laughs> I'm here. I already heard it.
2: All right, thank You're you. Just signing off.